This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Spilled Milk is brought to you by Kurgo. All the stuff you need to go where you want to go with your dog. Go to KurgoStore.com slash milk to get 30% off dog harnesses, collars, boots, coats, leashes, and car seat covers today. That's K-U-R-G-O store.com slash milk. I'm Matthew. I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about everyone's favorite Thanksgiving vegetable, even though it doesn't really grow anywhere at Thanksgiving time. Oh, let me guess. Uh, Uh, Squash. No. Uh, I can't think of any other vegetables. (laughs) Green beans! Yay! Yay! And I've just taken out of the oven a uh, classic uh, American... uh, French's onion, Campbell's soup, green bean casserole. I am so excited because I have never tasted this. I have never tasted it either. I've avoided it at many social gatherings. Uh, I, I think we are the last two like American-born adults to have never tasted this. I, I think this maybe says more about our level of snobbery than any of the Absolutely. other terrible things that we've said Absolutely. on the show. Yes. I totally blame my parents for this. And by the way, so this is this is our Thanksgiving episode. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy and, Thanksgiving. Um, I want to like let's let's look behind the curtain for a moment because like I don't know if you know this like at like the big food magazines when they do the Thanksgiving issue they're they're working on that like you know March yes exactly Um, you are I I should emphasize for the listener that you are not exaggerating no 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 I'm not exaggerating at all they literally will be like roasting turkeys in March yep so it is not March but it is however uh, October and we are recording today at 8 15 (laughs) a.m. ah the things that we will do to get around child care right so this is brunch (laughs) I don't want to call it breakfast we're having green bean casserole for breakfast yes so I've got that cooling on the stove but before we get to that i wanted to so i did not make a quiz of heirloom green bean names but i did look some up and like i found five that i really liked and i'm just gonna read them out i mean are are any of these like magnum bonum level yes absolutely yes okay Okay, see see, i didn't find that many but the ones i found were so good i felt like i couldn't come up with any fake ones that would really that wouldn't stick out obviously and speaking out sticking out obviously so this is what i came up with i'm gonna save the best one for last greasy grits 
Are you serious? These are all real. These are you, all real? No, you don't have to guess. They're all real. Greasy grits. Okay. Tongues of fire. Oh, I know that one. It's, okay. It's probably like a dragon, it is, dragon's yeah. tongue. Beurre de Roconcourt bushwax bean. Oh, wow. That's very francese. Yeah. Kentucky Wonder Pole. <laughs> And finally, you are, you're, again, going to be sure I'm making this up, but I am not. Riggins stick pole. <laughs> Wait, is that Riggins? Like Riggins. Tim, like it is, Tim it is spelled precisely at, like Riggins Tim Riggins. Riggins stick pole. So the thing that I learned. It's like my dream. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't <laughs> know anything about, like, the growing habits of beans. But apparently there are two main kinds, uh, pole beans and bush beans. So uh, I mentioned this to my wife this morning, and she said, "Oh, do you think do you think the growers ever get together for a convention?" I said, "Let's just say yes, they do." Oh, I really like your wife. Oh yeah, me too. So those are those are like the heirloom varieties. The, the green beans that you see like at the store, like in the in the produce section, are overwhelming overwhelmingly the Blue Lake variety. Mm-hmm. I remember a time a, a few years ago when I first learned of the Blue Lake variety. And I felt like people were advertising it at the farmer's market as being like this sort of exotic, super delicious type. But it turns out it's kind of the normal green bean. Yeah, is that it's right? kind of the normal green bean. I mean, I think it is a very uh, alluring name. It is Blue Lake. I um, mean, I want to go there for vacation. And I think the normal green bean is really good. Um, yeah. You know, I don't I don't think it's one of these things where like, uh, you know, I'm sure these these heirloom varieties, particularly the rig and stick pole are, are excellent. But uh, <laughs> but I, I'm very happy with oh, the regular the rig green and beans. stick pole. How many how many excellent. more times do you think we're going to say rig and stick pole so before this episode times. is over? So many times. So many times. So many times. <laughs> I was reading Rookie. Rookie Yearbook 3 last night. Are you familiar uh, with Rookie Mag? Yeah, uh, Gavi, Tavi, Tavi Gevinson. Yeah. Anyway, there was an interview with Kim Gordon from Sonic sure. Youth in there, and she talked about the fact that she's a Tim Riggins fan. Oh, that's awesome. I bet that her favorite green bean would be the Riggins stick pole. I, I, I guarantee, yes. Did I get that yes. right? Riggins, Riggins stick pole? I believe that was it, yes. <laughs> it, it seems impossible that that could be it, but I... I uh, I was going to say, I'll show you the website, but I would probably try to find it by Googling rig and stick pull, and that might not turn <laughs> no. out the way I intended. No. Let's talk about the other common kind of green bean, because this is the um, this is the kind of green bean that, uh, you know, like shows up on fancy catering menus everywhere. Oh, sure. And I don't always think it's that tasty. And uh, yeah. that is the haricot vert, or the like skinny French green bean. Yeah, and I feel like it can be, it, it can often be tough. And it doesn't always have a lot of flavor. Well, my feeling is that actually, I I think they're quite tender. I think that in general, if I'm at the farmer's market or something and they've got haricot vert, don't you just love how snobby I I am about saying that? And blue lake beans. I feel like I'm going to for sure get a a more satisfying bean texture from the, the skinny ones. However, I think they kind of always, whether you cook them just a little bit or a lot, they always have kind of this dark green kind of taste. This kind of not my favorite green bean flavor. Yeah. See, I feel like my favorite green bean flavor is like a kind of a fatter green bean that's been cooked for a while or, or... Well, well, we'll talk about some other cooking methods. Oh soon. man, yeah. we need to get into this long cooking versus short cooking. Oh, definitely. Wow, I feel like there's it's on the agenda. Ooh, wow, there's like a lot of material here. Oh yeah, like a like a like, whole book. Like definitely at least fifteen seconds worth. This is yeah. This is uh, I, I'm I think I might be sort of serious about this, but like. I feel like it might be an interesting book or at least like long article of like, you know, to like walk through a few different vegetables and like, you know, 
concentrate on recipes for like the super short cooked or raw versus like the cooked to death but awesomely tender and delicious version. Do you th- well, so on the one hand, this reminds me of John McPhee's Oranges. Have you read that book? Of course, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, we've talked about it a whole mm-hmm. bunch. And then on the other hand, it kind of reminds me of like some of those Jane Grigson books. Yeah. Maybe this is your niche, Matthew. I feel like James Peterson, the cookbook author, could do a really good job with this. Yes, yes. All right. Should we, when, when are we going to pull out this casserole? I'm, right I'm, now. Okay, I'm getting right hungry. Now. All right, I'm going to go grab the casserole. Okay. Wow, uh, Matthew, this is kind of a scant serving. I think that you're you're thinking we're not going to like this. I just want to I just want to dip a toe into it. <laughs> so, which is, if you if you get like a like a special uh, flavor from it, it's because I dipped my toe into it. <laughs> the so, chef's secret. So. <laughs> Let's talk about whose recipe you followed. Okay, I followed the recipe from the Campbell's Soup website, which was clearly, like, slightly modernized uh, in the sense that, okay, so it called for... Oh, you're eating it. Uh, it called for... Oh, you sound surprised. Canned green beans. <laughs> I'm not just sticking my toe in it. <laughs> on my, that's how we eat things on my planet. Um, it called for canned green beans, but also optionally frozen green beans or cooked fresh green beans. Oh, that's... that's No. And it called for a teaspoon of soy sauce. Uh, other than that, it's, it's just cream of mushroom soup, milk, black pepper, canned green beans, and French's fried onions. Okay, so you used canned green beans. I can taste the canned green bean. Mm-hmm. This is kind of delicious. At the beginning, you just kind of get this like salty creaminess that I'm guessing is the cream of mushroom mm-hmm. soup. The texture is a little uniform. I wish that there were more French fried onions. Mm. I would eat this for breakfast. You can go p- pick some more onions off the top of the casserole if you want. Mm. It's so ugly. This is, yeah. like, this is like real nursing home food. Well, it's like, you know, it, it's a dish from the, you know, the era of, uh, like, gallery of regrettable food where, yeah, where yeah. like, nobody cared if food looked good, which yeah. is, you know, I, I feel like that was kind of liberating in a way, probably. Mm-hmm. I agree. This is delicious. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I mean, if you like green beans, which I do, I think that this is not the best way to showcase them. But as Matthew's, like, slogan on, on some social media account used to say, yeah, I'd eat that. I probably that still still mm-hmm. says that somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think, but I think maybe it is the best way to showcase canned green beans. Yes. How can we describe the taste of canned green beans? They don't taste like fresh green beans in any way. No, I mean they're very soft, and they have. Yeah, I mean there's that particular canned, canned green bean flavor. Taste. It's you know they're they're cooked with with quite a bit of salt. I would describe the flavor as a color. I would describe the flavor as olive green. Yeah, I see what you mean there. You see what I mean? One thing I do love about canned green beans is the way that the two halves of the bean... Slide apart. Kind of slide apart. I love that. You know, when I was in college... (coughs) (laughs) What? Are you surprised that I have a college education? Um, No, (laughs) I'm just hoping this story is going to involve like a French kissing slumber party. Oh, I wish. God, no. When I was in college, I would go to the the dining hall and very often there were green beans and they were always I'm guessing canned maybe they were frozen but they really had that canned flavor and I would get a giant heap of them because even though I love fresh green beans I kind of also love that canned green bean flavor and I would just revel in this giant pile of sort of just meltingly falling apart olive green beans I feel like I need to maybe explore the world of canned green beans in a way that I haven't ever 
because I don't know that that's necessary, and I um, even say that as someone who likes them. Well, because I like I love fresh green beans, and I cook them all the time. I feel like because this recipe works so well. Um, I feel like there are probably some other things that could, you know, like heavily, like drenched in sauce, heavily flavored recipes that, that like you say, revel in the texture and flavor of the canned green bean that I think could be kind of fun. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think that this, you know, like the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup and the Cool Ranch Dorito, I think this is a very well engineered food product. So what, what you're saying is you think you think America should should put this dish on their Thanksgiving table? Maybe. Because they're going to, no matter what you yeah, say. Yeah, <laughs> You're no, not I mean, I'm, stop I'm just them. trying to think of like whether I would add it to my Thanksgiving table. Spilled Milk is brought to you by Kurgo. Kurgo is the company that makes all kinds of stuff that you need to go the places you want to go with your dog. Kurgo was started by two brothers uh, who like to hike, like to do outdoorsy stuff, and like to bring their dogs with them when they do, and found that uh, the dog equipment on the market was not uh, sufficiently well-designed or safe uh, for, uh, for their dogs and their trips. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I, I don't know about you, but uh, and maybe I shouldn't admit this, but I have actually found myself driving on the highway with a rat terrier perched on my shoulder, and that's just not good for anybody. So along comes a company like Kurgo, who makes beautifully designed barriers and uh, various car-specific harnesses to help you and your pet travel in safety. Yeah, so their first product was a, a backseat barrier that keeps your dog safely in the backseat and not like jumping over into your lap and trying to drive the car while you're driving, mm -hmm. like they, happens um, to Molly. <laughs> they, they are one of the first manufacturers to produce crash-tested dog harnesses. Do you think they have... That is legit. Do you think they have a, a crash test facility with little crash test doggies? I hope so. Um, they have a dog basket for the front of your bike. So um, cute. You know, they have uh, harnesses. They have collars. They have boots. They have uh, reflective leashes. Um, they have uh, car seat covers uh, to protect your car seat from things that dogs do in cars. And this isn't one of those shops that sells like 10 million products for your pets. This is a very small curated, beautifully designed collection of, of stuff that is made by pet owners for pet owners. They stand by their stuff 100%. It's a lifetime warranty on everything. If it breaks due to a manufacturing defect, they repair or replace it free of charge. Woohoo! So go to uh, kurgostore.com slash milk. That's K-U-R-G-O store.com slash milk, and you will get 30% off your order total. Wow. Thanks, Kurgo. <laughs> Why do we eat green beans at Thanksgiving? Like pretty much the only place they're growing in the U.S. is probably like Southern California. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, it's probably I, I think I'm not a food historian, as, as you know, but I, I wonder how far it goes back. Like I, I know that, that the, the Thanksgiving, the American Thanksgiving meal is like a really ripe area for food history because probably a lot of what we think we know about it is completely wrong. Let me tell you, any leftovers from then are very ripe as well. <laughs> from the original American yeah. Thanksgiving? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sorry. We'll cut uh, that. Um, cut it. Yeah. Cut it. <laughs> <laughs> and do we mention it's uh oh well now it's now it's oh, eight eight thirty. Yeah. So 
We should really be on top of our game by now, but we're uh, not. But yeah, so I don't know when the, the green beans came in. I mean, I, I was going to hypothesize that green beans at the Thanksgiving table have kind of always been canned green beans, and it dates back to the early days of canning. But I don't know. I'm making that up. I think that makes good sense because, I mean, you know, Lord knows, like all along the old eastern seaboard where the pilgrims were, there were not green beans growing at, you know, in late November. Right. You I know, mean, I'm, maybe they had Thanksgiving in summertime, and we just moved it because that was inconvenient. Why would that be inconvenient? <laughs> well, because we're all off, you know, like swimming and um, vacationing. Too, too busy swimming, can't roast a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all know that feeling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, that. But what you said, like, point, kind of points out that they're they're like green beans change throughout the year. They're they're not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <This is> scintillating <laughs> conversation. <laughs> the, Go on. The green beans you buy in summertime are not the same as the, the fresh green beans that you buy in winter. Right. The and canned green beans also, are the same all year round. This is also round. why I don't tend to eat green beans on Thanksgiving. Now, this like, is I do where Brussels we sprouts. disagree. So you would use green beans even if they're kind of shitty. I think the kind of shitty green beans can be great. I, but I think you co- that's because you cook them for a long time. Right. Okay. See, I like green beans that are cooked until they turn sort of a bright green and they're still a little squeaky between your teeth. I like the squeak, like a cheese curd squeak. Yeah, I like that with a fresh, you know, a beautiful fresh summer green bean. You know, what what's better than that? But if I have oh, some... I can think of so many things that are better <laughs> no, than that. No, that's the best thing. <laughs> Don't say rig and stick fall. Um, <laughs> but if I have some, you know, thick, kind of uh, overgrown, uh, leathery uh, winter green beans, those those are not beyond salvation. Are I mean, you going to do like a like a long, slow cooking with some olive oil and? <clears throat> <laughs> but that got that got kind of sultry, like uh, <laughs> Kathleen Turner there. Um, so yes, whatever it's, you just said, that's what I'm going to do. It's it's my morning place. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ooh, wow! Here's, here's an example of what I would do with those green beans. It's uh, it's from a Mark Bittman uh, New York Times column from years ago. You you cook like a couple of duck legs and braise them with green beans. Oh my for, god! Like, are you kidding? What? I love how you just throw around. You cook a couple duck legs like. Anybody just cooks a couple duck well, legs. Well, I mean, you take a couple of duck legs and you throw them in with a bunch of green beans. It's an incredibly I don't think simple I have recipe. I've ever cooked duck legs. Are in you my kidding life. me? I am we're gonna, not kidding. We're going to do a duck leg episode because they are the greatest. Really? Yes. I, I feel like to me it still seems like sort of snobbery, esoteric food. But if you can, I mean, yes, it is. But if you can get them, you know, they're not I hard mean, to cook. Who's the one who's obsessed with France here, Matthew? Um, apparently it's me. Anyway, <laughs> do I get to describe this dish or not? Yes, go on. Because you put a you put Sorry. a couple of duck legs in with uh, some uh, uh, overgrown green beans and some fish sauce and shallots and chilies and just kind of cook the hell out of it for two hours until everything is super tender and the green beans have turned gray and uh, you know are soft all the way through and the duck legs are perfectly braised and like some of the duck fat is melted off in with the green beans. Ooh, and like, you've got fish sauce in there and yes, chilies too? Right, it's, it's a great dish and it would, you know, if you used beautiful fresh summer green beans, it would be worse because they would just kind of fall apart and you'd be wasting them. I think that we should do a duck leg episode okay. and you should make this dish for I, me. I will do that. Great, and I um, will eat my hat. Man, this thing, this burp casserole is really making me burp. 
Is it the is it the fried onions? Is it just that we're eating casserole in the morning? We're eating casserole. I think it could at 8:30 be eight thirty in the morning. Yeah, yeah. For our next episode, which we're recording right after this, we're going to be eating the baked potato. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a strange morning. So back to the back to the green bean casserole. So on the Campbell's website. So the only the only real difference between that and the recipe on like the French's fried onion uh, can is that the Campbell's one calls for a little soy sauce for umami. I guess I think it doesn't that's smart. Yeah, it doesn't taste like soy sauce. But they also have like variations on the recipe, including one that I was like, "Wow, this sounds really good." Just uh, green bean casserole with pancetta and rosemary. Oh, that does sound yeah. good. Yeah. So, but still with cream, cream of mushroom soup, of course. Oh, huh. And there's okay. also there's okay. also a golden variation with Campbell's golden mushroom soup, which I had never heard of, and oh. I don't know what makes it golden. <laughs> Lori <laughs> said, "Well, it could be chanterelles." <laughs> So so maybe maybe I'm not the snobbiest eater in my family. (laughs) Okay. Hey, so where do you stand on Romano beans? Are these green beans? Are Romano beans green beans? I think absolutely, yeah. So, ooh, I just got a squeaky one. (laughs) Romano beans are like the flat ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They look like green beans that that have been run over by a steamroller. Yes, and I love them. They're, They're so meaty. Yeah, I, the texture is wonderful. Yeah, I, I I think those are really great. I wonder if they are made with a steamroller. I don't know anything about farming. They are um, not made with a steamroller. So the my favorite way to do them comes surprise surprise from uh, Fuchsia Dunlop's Every Grain of Rice, which is um, stir fried with uh, um, fermented black beans and chilies. Sounds great. It's really great. My favorite way to do them involves just simply blanching them in salted water mm-hmm. and then dressing them with olive oil and lemon and salt. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, I wonder, if, I wonder if there are a few of those still in season. I don't know. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Next summer. Well, um, I feel like we should get to the the final topic of the show today, which is written on here by Matthew in italics. That was actually written on there by Abby in italics. Oh, never mind. We don't have to talk about it then. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Niçoise salad. Do you ever eat Niçoise salad? I have, but I don't remember the last time I did. So that's that's the salad with... Tuna, mm-hmm. usually potato, olive, green beans, sometimes uh, some anchovy fillets, tomato. It's like a composed salad. Yeah, it is. It's like the the side of Mediterranean food that I kind of shy away from. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. Okay. I think it's kind of perfect lunch food. The Niçoise um, salad. Not that I have eaten one in the last five years, but anyway. Um. Yeah. What, perfect lunch. Was food. it like a, a popular thing in the? 90s 80s yeah i think so you know it's um well we're bringing it back yeah yeah i've prepared one right here. no i haven't <laughs> okay uh oh one other thing um <clears throat> that uh, uh that we just skipped right over uh have you ever roasted green beans i have eaten roasted green beans but i have not roasted them myself so i came across this recipe i wish i could remember the cookbook because uh the recipe kind of blew my mind and i don't remember it was it was like a roasted vegetable cookbook maybe that, that barbara kafka it was not barbara kafka it was uh I'm not going to remember Molly it. Molly Stevens. Uh, it was it was not one of your your like top echelon food food writers, which makes it sound like I'm picking on the author of this book. Oh but, like, my god! I, I'm not I'm not one of your top echelon food writers. I'm not I'm not in like the top four echelons. I don't even know what an <laughs> echelon is. Anyway, uh, the recipe is is you uh, you toss the green beans with some oil, salt them, and stick them in like a 500 degree oven for 10 minutes. And they get kind of crispy and mm. like almost blackened, and you eat them like fries. 
and uh, it's, a, it's a really great recipe that obviously could not be simpler. Yeah, that sounds uh, terrific. And I've I've made green beans that way many times and always very satisfying. You know what I think we have to mention before the show Please. ends here is the dry fried green beans. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah, we haven't talked much about uh, Chinese style green beans at all. So dry fried green beans. Can you tell me what's going on there? They're actually like... Aren't they like deep fried? Almost always deep fried. Yeah. So this and this is like uh, I'm going to get into like technical stir frying stuff. This is going to be real fun. Actually, this is this is a pretty common stir frying technique, which is that you put enough oil in the wok to to lightly deep fry the ingredients, then drain it off and then stir fry them. And that's what you do with these dry fried green beans. So they get, you know, they get kind of wrinkly and get this meaty texture. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Uh, It's wonderful. they They get incredibly like dense and silky. Yeah, sometimes uh. with a little bit of ground pork, sometimes not. Just garlic. We, we had this dish together, like one of the, possi- possibly the first time you and I ever had a meal together. Really? Do you remember this? In Vancouver, BC. Yes. Were you, were you on your honeymoon? I was on my honeymoon. Yeah, Matthew, you were on your honeymoon. Matthew <laughs> crashed, crashed my honeymoon. So, yeah, so, so we're not married, but apparently <laughs> we were on uh, Molly's honeymoon together. <laughs> um, so. what, we had Dan Dan noodles. Yeah, we had, we your, had your parents parents were there. My parents were there too. Wow, this is this it is was super kinky. Hot. Uh, it was it was spicy hot because we were at a Szechuanese restaurant yeah. in Vancouver, and yeah, we had Dandan right Dan noodles. Right place with all the gelato. Oh, right, that casa gelato. Yeah, oh, fun memories. When when was this? I mean, this would have been in two thousand seven. Awesome. And uh, yeah, we and so we had the dry fried green beans and the Dandan Dan noodles. Good times. Oh, such good times. Okay, um, well. All right, let's wrap this up. God, we have done green beans here. Yeah, I don't know. For for eight starting at 8.15 a.m., I give this episode like a 6.5. <laughs> uh, we stuck the landing. <laughs> with like Riggins stuck pole. <laughs> uh, you can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com where we will post, uh, we'll definitely link to the recipe for green bean casserole. You already know this recipe. Probably you know it by heart. I bet we could also find um, like that fuchsia Dunlop recipe that you mentioned yeah, somewhere online. Yeah, the stir fried Romano yeah, beans. Yeah. Maybe I'm sure we can post a link to a good recipe for dry, uh, dry fried string beans mm-hmm. and uh, maybe post uh, some proof that I didn't make up those uh, green bean, uh, heirloom green bean names. Oh, hey, you know, we never talked about the different like like you just said dry fried string beans as opposed oh, to green beans. That's the same thing, right? Yeah. A string bean is such a, in many ways, I think of it as like a sort of Southern American term. Do you remember in uh, I th- maybe Bread and Jam for Francis, but definitely one of the Francis books that mm-hmm. she says, why, do, why are French cut stringless beans called string beans? I, I did no, not. No, I haven't gotten to that part. Oh, I haven't. I, I never understood what that meant as a kid. <laughs> I, I I do not doubt it. <laughs> one of those one of those things grown I mean, ups you don't talk e- about. You don't even understand what echelon means. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's a lot in this world I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Well, and... <laughs> let's let's move right along. <laughs> and don't care enough to find out. <laughs> uh, uh, you can also find us on Facebook at What's that URL? <laughs> Facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast. That's yes! it. Uh, and you can leave us a review on uh, iTunes. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that speaks to you with tongues of fire. I'm Molly Weisenberg. <laughs> that was a very scary noise. I don't want to hear that again. <laughs> and I'm Matthew Amster Burton. I'm Matthew. Hold on, I was breathing. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 